1: We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Bridge to You podcast, hosted by yours truly, Monique Russell, where we focus on promoting Black unity worldwide through conversations that help us understand ourselves and each other. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bridge to You podcast. I am your host, Monique Russell. And today, in my guest chair, I have none other than the talented, the amazing, the professional storyteller and journalist, Mayowa Adigoke. Mayowa is an amazing broadcast presenter who is based in Dubai reporting for Nigeria's most awarded broadcast station, Channels Television. Because of her background, she is no stranger to using media to transform and impact lives all around the world. Maya, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. Honestly, Monique, listen, my heart was expanding as you introduced me. I'm like, what? Is that me? Is she talking about (laughs) me? It is. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. you. And hello, everyone, to all um, listeners. Thank you so much, Monique, for having me here. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped.
0: (laughs) We're going to have fun, and our guests are going to really learn from you. And so, Maya, I always like to ask my guests if you could be anywhere, anywhere in the world right now, where would you choose to be and why?
1: Hmm, Honestly, as much as I'd be tempted to, Mention maybe Bali, which you know, I'm looking forward to visit. I think it's an absolutely beautiful place. I think my honest question, uh, answer rather, would be Nigeria. And that's because there's no place like home, there's no place like you know, waking up and being with family because that's what like the whole country feels like you know, it feels like your extended family. And but it's unfortunate that. That, that reality is not something I can leave right now because obviously because I'm out of the country for you know reasons of marriage and work and even if I had the choice to go back I may not go back just yet because I'm still busy exploring the world uh, which is what I see what I'm doing right now. this is how I see what I'm doing right now Uh but honestly I wish the answer would be Nigeria. But mm. uh, I believe that one day Nigeria would be that place where everybody, not just the citizens, where everybody wants to be in, just just like the UAE is, just like just like Dubai is. You know, everybody wants to go to Dubai. Everyone wants to live in Dubai. I believe someday Nigeria would be that place.
0: Wow, I absolutely love the way that you said. It feels like everyone is an extended part of the family in the country. And I am just so kind of curious because that that leads right into one of the reasons why I reached out to you when I saw your post on social media, when you were talking about your mission, this big mission in your heart. And you said that your mission was to build a bridge between the Middle East and Africa. When I saw that, I said, I have to reach out to this young lady because this podcast is all about building bridges between cultures, specifically Black cultures worldwide. Mayowa, please tell us a little bit more about this big mission in your heart and why is this important to you?
1: Thank you, Monique. So I came to Dubai in 2019, September, and I came because my husband You know, we're just getting married. He's based here. He's been here for about five years. And, you know, as I I said to you in our previous conversation, I wasn't interested in any long distance marriage. So, I mean, I decided and, and I was ready to explore. I was at that place in my career where I wanted something new. So I thought, okay, I will hop and leave Lagos and come to be with him in Dubai. And being here, honestly, has been a major eye-opener. I mean, I think this has been the biggest eye-opener of my entire life and my entire career. Being in this diverse community, Monique, here in Dubai, you've got over 200 nationalities call this place home. So it is such a sweet pot of different cultures different ideas different people and I just find that so fascinating because on a career level now you can see how they do things in China now you see how people in the UK in the US um, you see how Arabs do their thing you know and I'm able to learn from all that and it's opened my eyes to see just the huge gaps back home you know, especially for my industry, which is the media industry. I'm like, oh my God, we have a long way to go, such a long way to go. And my first desire is to help the people back home to just, you know, give them resources, uh, open their eyes in whatever way I can. Uh, so that that was my first, uh, you know, mindset when I arrived here. But having uh, having been here over a year now, working you know doing my thing as a journalist telling stories meeting people i find that there's a lot of interest in africa there's a lot of interest in nigeria um business wise and you know wrapped around that is the culture the food the music and all other things and i see that a lot of people who are here you know people from all over the world who have interest in nigeria who have interest in africa they don't know how to get there it seems like such a foreign place to them you know it seems like it seems like it's out of reach, and so when I go when I go to events when I meet people, oftentimes I find that I'm perhaps one of the very few Nigerians or even very few Africans in a meeting or at an event, in 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 the circle in the spaces where I find myself. So there's a lot of interest. Oh, you're from Nigeria? Tell me this. Tell me that. And there's genuine interest, honestly. And I realised. I'd love to be that bridge from storytelling, you know, the the beauty of my work, my career, my, what I do for a living and what, you know, what is my biggest passion um, work-wise is telling stories, meeting people, connecting the dots, right? So I find that this is what I'd love to do beyond just telling stories. I want to be that bridge that connects people, connects businesses, connects cultures, So, for instance, people meet me and they're like, oh, I am a fashion designer. I'm based in such a country. I have interest in creating, you know, a global platform. I need to connect with fashion designers in Africa, in Nigeria. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can help you. I know a couple of people. My background back in Nigeria, I was in entertainment and also dabbled into fashion. And just being a journalist, you know, you know a lot of people. Uh, And because you're also popular, a lot of people know you. So it's easy to reach out to people. Mm -hmm. And I found that I was doing a lot of that. I was connecting people. So really my my biggest ambition right now is to be that bridge. I want to be that person where if anyone is in Nigeria and they're thinking, I need something or someone in the Middle East, they should be thinking about me. Or if someone is in the Middle East and they're like, you know what, how can I connect to someone in Nigeria? How can I you know, get across to this business, this organization in Nigeria or in Africa? I want to be the one they think about how mm-hmm. that will happen. If that's going to happen uh, with me still working as a journalist for my employer, which is channels television, if that's going to happen with me building my own brand, which I definitely will do. If it's going to be a mix of it all, I really don't know yet but what I know is that is the image I have in my mind and I definitely know that when I set my mind to something and when I put my heart to it it definitely with God's grace comes to be so I have no doubt that this this already is
0: right it actually is and we are building brands right now in the live as we're speaking and talking about this big mission in your heart Mayoa And so many things that you said. So when you left the country, that's when your eyes were opened. You became a bit more exposed and you saw that there were 200 different personalities, cultures living in this one place, thriving and and, and not just surviving and wanting to take that, that whole beautiful aspect of blended cultures, building a bridge between the Middle East and Nigeria. And I think that, you know what, many people have an understanding of how media works, but they don't have the behind the scenes or the depth or expertise that you have and that you've been given with that megaphone and the influence that you have. So I want to talk a little bit about that media and culture, especially because we've heard many times before about how media has transported those stories using storytelling, not to paint the African continent in the most positive light. So wow. I don't want to I don't want to harp on what we know to be true. Um, what I want to talk about is how do you see traditional and independent media supporting the mission of bridge building and unity among black cultures?
1: Thank you very much, Winnie, for that question. Honestly, I think the first place where this starts is with individuals. Particularly um, individuals who we call gatekeepers in our industry, right? So let me paint a picture. I'm a journalist. I'm on ground. Like I'm in the field. I can think of something I say, you know what? This is a nice, this is a great story to tell. But I've got people who are like my supervisors, right? And I reach back to them and say, I think this is a great story to tell. But if my supervisor, who is a gatekeeper in that scenario, They are the ones who really decide what goes on air, what goes out there. If they don't share that picture with me, they don't share that idea, that image with me, they can easily say no. And that's it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that where we start is for individuals in our industry to have that enlightenment, to say, you know what, there's a bigger picture, a bigger picture beyond what happens in our immediate environment what happens in a, um, immediate localities. So as a journalist, yes, tell the stories that are closest and dearest to you, but also think of the big picture, right? Mm-hmm. Think about how we can integrate, how we can reach across oceans and form this united front. And it's possible, right? All is st- it, it just starts with an idea and it starts with someone willing to take that you know, step. So I think that that enlightenment, like I had, is really important. And imagine when everyone else, everyone else shares that enlightenment, they come into that, you know, understanding. They come into that knowledge. Automatically, we're looking to reach across. We're looking to build bridges. We're looking to form connections, and we're looking to create this strong foundation that would help, you know, people of of, of black ancestry, not just. In your own country, you not know, like in the Bahamas or in Nigeria or in Lagos, but everywhere, you know, where we can form this united front with the
0: help of the media. Mm, I love that. So I know the enlightenment is individual. I love that the way you say that because I feel we have to start at that individual level and then from our own insights and learnings. Similarly, in your own journey, how you became more aware and your perspective shift and it just lit a match to the fire that is in your heart and your mission. And now you will be impacting many, many people to move to a positive perspective and view. But sometimes there is a situation where those gatekeepers, they don't want to be enlightened. So if we were to really think about this in a way where they are not interested or some people are not interested in being enlightened. What would you advise in terms of using independent media? How would you go about using independent media to form stories and to create that enlightenment for the gatekeepers?
1: Thank you, Monique. So I think I'd be correct to say that this is normal across the world with people in the media So as a journalist, as a media personality, you've got a brand. As I do, for instance, people know me as this journalist and this TV news reporter working with Channel TV, right? So they see me doing everything on TV, but they also know that I've got a personality. I've got a, a social media presence, you know, via my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. And you get a following via that. So I agree with you that using independent media, for instance, what you're doing, right. And also using our personal brand, our personal social media, whatever we can have control over, right. We need to begin to use those platforms to create the reality we want. So I've got something on my Instagram called talk shop. I do like a vlog on my Instagram called Lady May's Talk Shop. So Lady May is my alias. Mm-hmm. And I do something called Talk Shop on my Instagram. This is something I'm, you know, planning to make big in the near future. Think of a TV show, podcast, stuff like that. And this is my own thing, right? So this is under my control. And we need to begin to use, you know, the spaces that we have influence over to amplify these stories that need to be told, the stories that help the Black community come together. So I think my charge would be for people in our world, people in the media, people of like mind, to begin to use media that they control, which in essence is independent media, Mm -hmm. media that they have influence over, begin to use them to tell the stories. Monique, you have put me on your platform, right? When I start my podcast in the near future, when I have my TV show in the near future, who do you think I'd be inviting over to discuss this kind of topic? Of course, it will be Monique, right? (laughs) This is how how we build the bridge. This is how it happens. So you've got an audience, I'd say largely in America, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. Right. And my audience is largely Nigerian. Right. I do have a few other people, other nationalities who follow me, but largely over 50% of my following is from Nigeria. From, and there are people who are in Nigeria, in the UK, in the US, in the UAE, but they are largely Nigerian. So when I bring you onto my platform with that kind of following, then you are exposed to my people and I'm exposed to your people. And this is how the conversation starts. This is how the bridge gets built, right? So so this is what I I think we need to start doing. We don't need to wait for the big, you know, gates to open for the big media. If you wait for that, you may wait forever.
0: You may wait a long time Mm. or use what you have, right? This is powerful. This is powerful. Like I said, Lady Maze, you are giving us the tea. The thing is that but when I see people like you with your drive and with your ambition, with your influence and your impact, and especially people who are not afraid to use their voice in unconventional ways, I ask myself, okay, what exposures and influences led them to this type of mindset? You Mm. talked about exposures previously when you moved to Dubai and you were open there. But I want to ask you, like, when did you first realize that you can use your brand to support this mission? And what type of influences helped you along the way in this journey?
1: Mm. Thank you, Monique. Let's go back to Nigeria. My days as an entertainment TV show host and producer. Uh, So I've been working with channels for seven years now, uh, which will be actually eight years this year. So back in Nigeria, I worked for many years as a TV show host and producer, but it was entertainment. So I was much exposed to that world where I'd interview celebrities, both upcoming, but established, you know, everybody. And with the big guys, you know, the A-listers and the B-listers, You know they don't have problems getting on TV. They don't have problems um, getting airtime. Everybody wants a piece of that cake, right? But for the upcoming guys, they are always overlooked most times. Even when they, even when they've got talent, Um, just because they don't have the name yet, a lot of people in our industry tend to overlook them and not give them time of day. But that was not me. I wasn't that person. I was the person who gave the opportunity. For me, it's about if you've got the talent, then you've got a voice for me. Then you've got, you know, you've got something I want to share with my audience. Because I'm a producer, I'm sort of like a gatekeeper. So I can also decide, I can also choose what goes on and what doesn't. So I used my influence and, you know, the opportunity, the platform I had to sort of amplify the upcoming artists, the you know, silent voices, so to speak. And I found how that changed people's world. It changed people's careers. Um, There are a couple of artists who are really big shots now in Nigeria, and they would trace back to their early days. I gave them their first TV shot. Mm. There are a few artists like that who are big time now, and they would tell you that the first time I was ever on TV, was when Mayowa invited me. And for me, I think I find that really humbling, right? And I think it's a lesson for everyone that all people need is one good shot and they can become the aliases of tomorrow. So, you know, just having played an important role in some people's lives in, in such a manner, it just showed me how you can actually use your platform to change the world and change people's lives because for me, I'm big on, you know, impacting people's lives. Yes, it's good to have changed the world in your mind, but what is the world? The world is lives, really. So if I change one person's life and then they go on to change a thousand or a million, I believe I've played a role in that, right? So that's what opened me up. And I I think that's how my mind began to see how Always think of using your platform to impact lives and impact your community and do big things, you know, really impact people's lives. It's beyond telling the story. I can tell a story, you listen to my story, and tomorrow you've forgotten what I told you. But if I help to change your life, you will never forget my story. And you will never you will never forget me.
0: Ooh, that's good. That is good. That is really, really good, mywa
1: So, and even if you do forget me, I will never forget you, right? Because, I mean, we're human, so it's okay to forget me. That's fine as well. But I know I will never forget you. And if there ever comes a day I need to remind you, you would agree with me and say, yeah, actually, you play that role. So I'm now more concerned about stories that impact people's lives, that touches just beyond you listening to me, and then you move on to the next news item. I don't want you to move on to the next news item. I don't want what I tell you to be just a news item. I want it to be something that actually touches your soul, changes your life, changes how you view the world, changes, makes you better, right? And if I'm able to make you better as a person, then
0: I think mission accomplished. Wow. Incredible. That piece is really jumping right out at me. So this whole aspect around storytelling It's just not enough to tell the story. This is something that I love to hear from people, their stories, their journeys. And sometimes people aren't really in tune or aware of their own story and that hinders them from sharing it or building that bridge. But if you can now connect to change someone's life, they will never forget your story. Mm -hmm. Maya. that was really, really powerful for me just now. And I hope that our listeners take very clear note on that. Now, I want to dive into this last question before we begin to wrap up. You were sort of seeking out the alternatives. You were not going with the traditional um, status quo, the big names that everyone was giving airtime and space to. And it, it just makes me curious. You found a way to amplify people's voices that were really looking for their big break or their opportunity mm-hmm. to influence. And now they, they are pretty much, you know, doing that at a global scale. So if you could think back even now for yourself, who would you say helped to amplify your own voice and give you your big shot? I typically find that people who use these practices they're often driven from something that we've experienced mm. ourselves. Mm. So who would you say if you could think about that person that helped to kind of influence you and amplify your voice or give you your big shot? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Thank you, Monique. That answer is very easy. And that answer is Mrs. Momo, who is the vice, president, uh, vice chairman rather, of Channels Television. So technically, she's my boss. Like she is my boss, and of course I've got to mention Mr. John Momo, who is the chairman of uh, Channels Television, so husband and wife. But the reason I mentioned Mrs. Shola momo first is because she interviewed me when I, you know, applied to join Channels Television. So there were a series of interviews I'd done, but hers was like the defining moment. So that was the make and break, or make or break. So she was the last person to interview me, and. Prior to applying, so I did study mass communication in in the university, but I never had like um, on-air experience. Uh, So I applied to join the organization as a writer, although I had my eyes on TV, right? But um, she interviewed me. She asked me what I'd done before. Thankfully, I'd done a, a documentary that won an award before. So I think that sort of caught our attention, but hey, they hired me to be a writer and I was, I was grateful. I I am so grateful. That was fantastic, but I had my heart on other things. Mm. Guess what, Monique? Eight months down the line, without mentioning it to anyone, she handpicked me to present a new show for the station. Knowing full well, I didn't have any on-air experience anywhere, Although she did call me a natural, although I know, yes, I can do it if you're given the opportunity. But, you know, knowing something and doing something are two different things. She put me on national television without prior TV experience. Wow. Eight months after joining the company, that changed my life. That changed my story, right? And at every point she's been there supporting me but I think that first you know that first big step that I think that's what really changed my career journey right because from there all the talent all the amazing stuff that God had put in me had the the platform to show forth but I needed that big break first I needed someone to believe in believe in me um, without having you know without really seeing like any background work But of course, I'm not saying that it's not good to build your portfolio and all that stuff. But at that point in my life, I was young. I was fresh out of school. I really didn't have that yet. And this, here it is, my dream station. I've always wanted to work at Channels TV right from when I was a child. So here I am. I'm a writer. Great. But I've got my eyes on TV, but I don't have the experience. And guess what? She gives me that big break. And that literally changed my life. When I was going to move from Lagos to Dubai, that was another big jump without any question. It's funny because I just approached her and said, I'm getting married, but I would need to leave the country because my husband is based outside the country. I hadn't even made the proposal. She said, no problem. You would work from there. Monique, I had not even made the proposal yet. I was Just working my way up to say I'd actually like to continue working from Dubai. She didn't even wait for me to get there. She's like, "That's it. You're working from there. Not a problem." So, with such you know grace extended to me, I think it's only natural. It's only godly. It's only expected. It's only righteous. Whatever you can call it. It's just. I think it's the natural order. Is for me to pay back, pay forward, and keep Mm. keep you know. Promoting that spirit, and that's what I see myself doing forever, because I've enjoyed such grace and such opportunity, such a blessing. So thank oh, you. Wow. This is this is this is a big big thank you to Mr. and Mrs. John and Shalal Momo of Channels Television. No matter where I go in the world, um, no matter what you know, accomplishment, no matter no matter what it is, Maya becomes in the world. She would always, always, always um, trace that big break to you, to you. So thank you to them and God bless them.
0: Oh my gosh. Incredible. Incredible, Mayowa. Listen. I hope that our listeners have caught this very powerful insight that you're sharing, because when you talked about the natural order of us receiving that grace and then extending that grace, it just ties back into what you already said in terms of it starting at the individual level. Mm -hmm. And so it's no surprise now that I hear that story that I can see how you would look for the alternatives, celebrities, the the alternative people who are looking, who are of good quality and are looking for their big break and their opportunity and a chance to change their life forever the way yours have been changed. And so for the listeners, I mean, look, Mayawa has really helped us to dive deep into the aspect of media, building a bridge, using our stories. The first point was really about traveling and making sure that your exposures help you to open up your eyes. Mm. This is a recurring theme because it can help you to light up that vision and light up that mission in your heart. Then you wanna make sure that you're also in that opportunity of influence to enlighten those around you. So your learning and your exposure is not just for you. It's to help others to also gain that awareness and that exposure. Number three is storytelling. It is the bridge. It is the bridge of Black ancestral connection. If you're listening to me, you need to write that down four times. Storytelling is the bridge. We have spaces we have control over. And when we have spaces, like Mayowa told us in terms of her Instagram channel, Use those spaces to build that bridge. Storytelling really helps us to change others' lives. So it's not just about your story and what you want to tell the world, but how that story can help to change and influence others' lives. Finally, you only need one shot. Okay. <laughs> one good shot. <laughs> so if you one good shot. So if you are feeling like you are downtrodden or frustrated, please don't give up. Don't give up. You never know when your next big break, it's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. It's waiting for you. And I want to thank you, Maya, for being a guest on this show. If you guys are listening, make sure that you give us a five-star rating. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast, on Stitcher, on Google, on Amazon, on iTunes, on my website, Claire And until next time. Be well. Thanks for listening to the Bridge to You podcast. Visit clearcommunicationsolutions.com or connect with me on LinkedIn, Monique Russell, or Instagram at Clear Communication Coach. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit MarketingPodcasts.net.